0: Kick it off. So hey, welcome into the initial episode of What the Fatherhood. I am host 1A or 1B, however you want to look. I'm Michael Bauer. Here's the other host. I don't want to say co-host.
1: This is Kevin Coleman. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, we're going to have to figure out our roles on this bad boy. Um uh, <laughs> AB A- how it goes. Yeah, I'm not used to this. I'm used to the host role. But we're just we're partners in crime. We're part we're dad partners. That's how that's how we should start it.
0: I do want to say that my wife, when we wrote our own vows and she said, partner in crime in her vows and that I hate when couples
1: describe each other like that. <laughs> Did you say you I, hate your vows on this, the first podcast, you hate the vows. My vows rocked. I don't know. We we're, um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, so were both fathers. We're both yes. fantasy football content creators, which is how we met each other. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll start off, Kevin, tell us where you could, you know, what you work for. We'll we'll talk about it here once in case anybody wants to follow our fantasy stuff. And then maybe we'll vaguely refer to it again, but maybe not. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I work mostly at Football Guys, so if you know what that is, and, and um, a little bit of a Debbie Royale, something that we started. I know we're going to talk about kind of content sometimes with or just being busy, being a dad, so I think that's part of it as well, and being a father um, or being a husband and, and those type of things. But yeah, footballguys.com um, and in the Debbie Royale as like a side kind of, uh, kind of business we started.
0: So I am host of the Dynasty Rewind. I used to be co-host of an Eagles podcast, but Dinosaur Rewind's taken off nicely, so I had to, unfortunately, quit the Eagles podcast, so I'm full-time at the Dinosaur. Well, not full-time. <laughs> I'm full-time at Broadway Service Center, because I love fixing cars <laughs> so much. Fucking great. But yeah, you, you can find me over there. Check out our YouTube, our Patreon. I'm just, I'm like, blah today. <laughs> First episode, I'm really hitting the energy hard here. This is how I, you know, it's Friday night, it's 1030 here on the east coast a little bit earlier for kevin um he's in beautiful probably sunny california right now right
1: i uh, know it is actually pouring and like 35 mile hour winds and it's snowing oh. out here so I, if global warming is real uh it is it is uh, i don't know what this snow shit is but i do not like it um this is not this is not something i'm used to out here
0: yeah well it's been a weird winter here haven't used my snowblower haven't shoveled it snowed one time and it started to warm up right away. So I didn't even do anything with it. I'm like,
1: well, I don't give a shit. must be nice. Yeah, I, yeah it, it, it is. I've never used a snowblower one time in my life. So there's, there's something, <laughs> something we don't have in common. You've lived in California your whole life, right? No, no. I, um, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. I lived in Alaska for five years. So, um, I actually lived there. I didn't use any snowboard. When I was little, I was five to 10 and then we moved back and I've lived in California since I've been 10.
0: Okay. I did not know that about it. See, look, you know, I, one thing that I think is going to be cool about this podcast is we're going to, I mean, we're obviously, we want to entertain people, but this is a time for us to hang out because we don't get to see each other. We live like 3,000 miles away from each other. Um, and we're going to learn about each other as well. We're going
1: to solidify our bond. Okay. Well, this is the quickest uh, episode we've ever had. And we're going to no. I'm just kidding. Um, Dude, I'm Yeah, no. a
0: therapist, man. What the fuck do you
1: want from me? <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And I'm married to a wife who just sends me TikTok videos and Instagram videos instead of talks about her feelings. So we are in two different camps, buddy.
0: Oh, Listen i don't care if i want to talk about my feelings or not i'm going to yeah we schedule like if we had a day where we're arguing or whatever i'll get like a little note like after i put core to bed i want us to connect no devices we're gonna talk about this and i'm like oh for fuck's sake i'm like can't we just hate fucking get this over with (laughs) but no we got to talk about it first you know what i mean oh
1: man i hope my wife doesn't hear this pod because she's gonna be like why can't we do that because we we definitely don't we definitely don't do that we uh we just kind of passively aggressively stare at each other and we're just like all right you know because it's hard to fight with kids like i have two daughters i have five yeah i have a five and a half year old and a four-year-old and it's but it's also just hard like like when we, before kids, I could fight and just not see this fucking person for like weeks. Like, okay, whatever. Like I don't have to, but when you have kids involved, you have to talk, you have to be around. You have to like, Hey, did you get them fed? Did you get them dressed? Like you can't just ignore that person anymore, which is not healthy. Don't get me wrong. But I know that people do it with kids. You don't get to ignore anymore. Like it's a whole, like, there's so much more responsibility with that. And it's like, I, and it's too, I'm too lazy to fight. Like, all right, let's just, let's figure this out because I, we got kids, we got all this shit. I can't, I can't handle like uh, going through the motions anymore and doing that stuff. Like, and, and that's, that's actually hard. You don't want them to see it as well. Like you don't want it. like, we right. never want that. They feel it though. Cause kids feel that energy and they know something's it's right. Like, oh. What's wrong, with mom and daddy. Yeah. yeah. And, stupid, but yeah. it's, it's hard. It's hard to fight because you're just like, you know, and, and responsibilities, especially when you add a couple to that mix and you're just like, Hey, like, so-and-so's got a fever. They're sick. Like, you got to be very mentally mature uh, to be parents and to have, like, that those conversations, too. They're always sick.
0: The, kid, the kids are always sick, man. It's, like, constant. <laughs> it's like, weren't you just sick, like, eight minutes ago? Can can we just not? I don't know how your girls are, but Cora just refi- hates medicine. Like, she could be on her deathbed practically. It's I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. It's like, can you just... I remember when I was a kid, like, I don't know how, I actually thought about this last time I was sick a couple of weeks ago. My mother used to buy Dime Tap or dime tap She always used to call it dime tap I don't know. But it was always like, it's that, it's supposed to be grape flavor. That was not grape flavor. I don't know what the hell that was. And it was always off just a regular spoon. So you got the metallic taste of the spoon and this terrible elixir. And I remember, I'd rather
1: be sick. Like, don't put yeah. that in my body. <laughs> yeah, we used to, these kids don't—they do don't understand how lucky they are to drink out of plastic. All right, you little spoiled brats. Like, well, I used to—we used to do the spoon every time, the teaspoon, yeah. and then just shove in your mouth and do that. No, dude, my my kids have been sick since fucking November. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Like, every like, we cannot stop it. Like, every six days, it's like, oh and wait, another fever. So they just bounce yeah.
0: the illness off of each other constantly. Like, it doesn't and they stop. go to
1: different and they go to different schools. So like my oldest is kindergarten. So she goes to this kindergarten, my others in preschool. And so they get like, it's like a cesspool of just shit at both those places. And then they come home. Um, and it just is like, and I, and, and I work at a school too. So I'm at school as a teacher and I'm around that too. Like my immune system's pretty good. So when I get hit, like I get hit, I got hit really hard this week. Like I'm just coming out of it and they're like running around. They're fine. And like, no one talks about like being sick with kids. It is a whole different, like, and when the kids are feeling good. Like, when you're not feeling good and your wife's not feeling good and the kids are healthy, that is the worst time. Like, I don't even know what half the time they do. Like, all right, I'm going to try to sleep. You guys just don't stab each other. Like, dude, please, like, I'm going to watch you. Like, I don't even know what's going on.
0: If Cora's starting to get to the point now where she understands a little bit. Like, Mommy and Daddy are feeling good, so I just that to kind of hang low a little bit, just chill yeah. out. but. You know, she's a toddler. She's four. So she only understands so much. She can only be calm and patient for so long. That's You know how kids are. They just, they want to keep going. And I get it. But I will say this, man. Like, and I hate to sound like an old man, like these kids these days. But, man, like, <laughs> I, we do so much for our little girl. Like, for I don't know how it was for you growing up, but my parents went to work, came home. And when they were home at night, they were home. Yeah. Like we didn't do things. Like we we you were at home and it's like, "Well, can yeah. we go do something? You have toys, you have TV." Like my parents are old school. My dad I pay the bills, my mom I cook and clean. We're done. It's like, yeah. "Well, <laughs> do you want to, you want to do something?" Like that's just how it was when I grew up. So, I'm like, you know, that was so ingrained in me that I'm trying to not be like that. Like you know, I I still have this thing where I wasn't allowed to use the phone after eight o'clock when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, until like high school.
1: Yeah, high school, well, like dude. we couldn't remember at nine because we get charged for it. We had to wait till nine o one. So, like, you get free uh, minutes. Or, did you ever have that when you grew up? As like on the landline? <laughs> no, on, like a cell phone. No, not the like like if your minutes or whatever the case. Like no. landline, yes. Like I get that.
0: No, I didn't have a cell phone until I was nineteen.
1: Oh shit, you're old, old. I forgot. I I always forget. You're
0: thirty-eight. Last month. How old are you again? I
1: forget. I'm thirty-four. I just turned thirty-four. So, yeah, but cell phones—they got that weird life where, like, four years is kind of like an iPhone five away, right? That that is true. That is true. But no, (laughs) you
0: know, people like I was thinking the one day I wanted to go. You know, one of the things I wrote down. So how we're doing this show to tell people is like just we. We each write, write down random just sentences, whatever, and then we'll just bounce off each other. One of the things that I wrote down, you know, like, is your job what you're doing your dream job? Because mine, most certainly, is not. And I'll get to that. <laughs> I okay, so I'll, I'll say it. What, what I wanted to do is I wanted to be an audio engineer because I love like mixing my podcast, and I love, you know, we talk about this. I love like microphones and audio equipment. It's just I love stuff like that. I wanted to go to school and I didn't know that I could go to a local college for that because my guidance counselor, Mr. Markovitz was terrible. I said what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And he's like, Oh, you're never going to make money doing that. You should be an accountant. I'm like, have you seen my math scores, dude? Like you have my file right there. You should know that <laughs> <laughs> that's not in the cards. Why don't you just send me to work for NASA while you're at it, buddy. But then like, so I found online this college in Connecticut and don't forget, like, the internet back then was not as big as it was now. So finding stuff wasn't as easy. It, j- it yeah. just wasn't. And I was like, Dad, I want you to take me to this college. I want to look at it. I'm not taking you. I'm like, well, fine. So I uh, got my buddy Chris to agree to come with me. I'm like, look, you dr- I'll drive. You navigate because I would have had to print out directions on MapQuest. Because, you know, like GPS wasn't on. Oh, yeah. Then. yeah. GP, GPS was a gift at one point in time. GPS was something your parents bought you as a graduation present or something like that. Like people just didn't have GPSs. They they just didn't. And I was like, well, I'm going to go. Me and Chris are going to go. Blah, blah. My dad's like, no, you can't. I'm like I'm 18. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. I'll take your car. I'm like the one I paid for. Like, <laughs> So it sucks. Like I, I'm in a job. I'm a mechanic and I don't like it. Admittedly. Cause it sucks all i do is work but you know i will i wish i had like the support system then that i have now because my wife is pretty supportive and she's like if you want to go back to college we'll figure it out and i'm like i can't just quit my full-time job and just become a student like i can't <laughs> i wish i could but I, I just can't it's not i think i think not-
1: Yeah. Like, so I went back to school last year while I was doing full-time, my full-time job and doing content and being a dad and it's tough. Like it's a whole like different thing. And like, um, am I working, am I working the job that I want to work? Um, I was kind of weird. I was kind of nomad. So like, I didn't have a dad growing up. So like, um, I just had my mom, she's a single mom. Like my dad left us when we were about eight, nine. Um, and so like, I didn't get any of that. Like, you have contact hey.
0: with him at all, or
1: no, <clears throat> no, he completely disappeared. Um, he's alive, I know that, but he that we just they had a they got divorced and it was gone. So like, part of me like growing up, I was weird. I didn't have a dad to like show me any of the dad stuff. I still don't know, right? So like, that's why like part of me is actually um was happy that I had two girls because I was worried if I had a boy what the hell am I going to do? Because I, I, as a dad, like, I didn't get that. My mom did her best. But you know the difference between a mom and a dad. Like, there's a difference. Like, yeah. especially, especially for a dad. So, like, I was kind of a nomad growing up. Like, and we moved a lot. Like, um, it, my, me and my mom talk about it. We moved, I moved 24 times um, before high school. Like, in houses. Like, just all over the place. Three different states. Like, um, and one thing it did is it toughened me up so I learned how to deal with people that, you know, didn't know me, um, bullies, uh, move in different areas. Uh, I was, I had like a chipped tooth when I was younger. So like I used to get made fun of there all the time. I had a speech impediment. I, I couldn't roll my R. So I talked like I was from Boston in Alaska. Like I, they always talk about it all the time. And so like when I grew up, I didn't man. have like,
0: man.
1: <laughs> I didn't have that like father figure, but I also like, I didn't have a ton of direction, but I, I, the one thing I did have, and I will say, I would say this is like, I had my mom who was a, a presence. So she was always like, Hey, you don't, this is what you do. Like, and she was never like a hard ass, but she also was like, Hey, I expect you to act a certain way and have these values. Cause I value hard work, honesty and integrity. And she's Portuguese. So we get a little bit of fiery. Like that's where my anger comes from sometimes When I can come off a little a bit like a dickhead. Um, that's my mom and my grandma. Like those are the two, like, those are the two my grandma and me are very like like very like love sports all that kind of stuff um so when i was coming up like i shit i didn't know what i wanted i bounced around to colleges a lot like i wouldn't actually play college football for a year but i broke my ankle so the first quarter in uh, junior college football i broke my ankle um and so that kind of ruined it so i was like shit what am i gonna do here like what the hell do i want to do and I, and I moped around a lot um I actually like I lived in San Diego for a long time, just like to hang out on the beach and do that stuff, go to school. Um, but I was initially in law school, so I was going to be a lawyer. So believe it or not, I that's the made direction. A I, I really you wanted work. to <laughs> like I, I wanted to. I'm an asshole and I could fi- I could figure it out and like and I can help people. And um, the one thing that always kind of like I love sports. So you know, going back to you and me doing content like I was a big sports guy. Um, and before I got in, I got in law school, I tested, I did, I did all the tests and, and I was going to go to law school. I coached like a seventh grade B girls team and they needed a coach. So someone like, Hey, we really need coach coach quit on them like a week before the season. We we're going to start. And I don't know if you know anything about like, I, I don't know what it's like out there in your neck of the woods, but like B teams are like the worst teams. And like, you get all these, like, you know, so like I'm coaching this girls team. Who's the worst girls on here, like bad news bears type like shit. Right. So I okay. walk out practice and practice. I'm just like, Oh my God. So I coached that year. I had a lot of fun. We only won one game, but we won one game. Damn it. I was not going to go defeated, but like, we we were so bad. Like, dude, like seriously, like the worst team I've ever seen. Um, And that year I had a mom come up to me and was like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but my daughter said that she was going to commit suicide, but because you were her coach and how much fun she had at practice, it got her out of her depression. And this is me like, yeah, this is like a 23 year old me like I was just and and so like I remember going back to my now wife um we've been together eleven years and I was like i I told her I said i don't know if I want to be a lawyer I was like I think I want to help kids and I don't think I can do that being a lawyer and so she's like, well what do you want the hell do you want to do that and I was like i don't know I was like I could probably teach because I had the law and a social science degree anyway and so that's where I went I, and that and that's really where it started from and 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 i I also like looked at it as with some kids who didn't have a dad growing up Like I didn't, like, I can kind of relate to them. I grew up poor as hell. Like I still act poor as hell, even though I'm not like, I I have that kind of mentality. I I moved a lot. Like, so I can relate to kids in different ways. And then like, I can still those values. And I hope to, with my kids who are, I wouldn't say like rich, we're not rich, but we're, we're off. Like we can afford things and we can go trips and go to Disneyland and stuff like that. I hope to like, make sure they know, like, it could be a lot worse. Like there's a lot of people out there that don't have what we do.
0: It's hard, too, to to instill that in young children, though, because they don't know. Yeah. They just know what they know, and that's normal to them. You know, like I, there's behaviors that I learned, like, what the hell were my parents thinking? Like, my parents smoked in the house, which was just yeah. so fucking gross. It's crazy, was, right?
1: My mom yeah. did. My mom did that with me, too.
0: So you get it. You understand where I'm mm-hmm. coming from. And now I'm yeah. so sensitive to it because i'm yeah. removed from that and i never smoked that I, I mean like i tried smoking cigarettes and it's not it's not for me it's no you know i will say one thing that what i appreciate you and respect about you as a teacher is you're not the guy or you know some i've heard this from women too like well, i want to be a teacher because i want summers off then you shouldn't be a teacher yeah you know what i mean just making only fans if that's what you want to do <sighs> because like well because that defeats the purpose that would be like for me as a mechanic saying oh, i want to fix cars so i get a discount on fixing my own vehicle yeah like that's that's a perk of the job that's not why you want the job
1: you know what i mean no no i don't want I, any
0: job i want to be unemployed well that's
1: where right now for me too i i would say like no and, and to your point like yeah i think with your any job like and and go back to like where the kids stuff goes into it's hard like it's it's one of those things where like um so here's the weird thing though so like for those of you that are listening hopefully still like we haven't bored you to death um my uh my my daughter she's in kindergarten she goes to private school so we send her to a private school that's a lot like and we're not rich so like we make sacrifices to send her to private school like a lot of the fantasy content i make that's where the money goes um well, she has some classmates that have like a lot of money. Right. So like, and, and we're in, a, and like, so I try to tell her like, that's going to be a whole nother thing now because I have to be like, Hey babe, like, like some of her classmates actually, they actually bought a bus. Like this family's bought a bus for their kids to go to school. Like at the private school that doesn't have buses, they they bought a bus, like five of them, like this family just have their kids go to the bus. And she's like, why do they get to ride the bus dad? I'm like, well, they were well off and bought their own bus. They have their own bus driver that drives these kids to school. You're, her friends. You're me, right? No, no, no. They, dead serious. They hired. Wow. And, but no, and they're great people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like they're super great people, but like my daughter is like really good friends with her daughter. And I love that because they're really good. They're really good for him. But to them, I'm like, Hey babe, like, we're not in that tax bracket, honey. Like we don't, we don't, we're like, we're, we're, we're trying to survive. So like I, and then, but I also know like for my daughter, like there's some families that are definitely not as well off as us. So like we're gonna and if she continues to go to private school, which as a public teacher teacher, I know it's sad that I have to put my kid in private school, but like, um I, I think if she does, like, that's going to be something else we have to approach. Like, Hey, we're kind of in the middle. We're a tweener. Like we're middle-class. Like we're just going to try to get you here. I'm going to try to instill those values of like on both sides. Like you're going to have to understand like kids are like, you know, they're a little well off and this is kind of, but no matter what, you're going to behave well. My oldest is great. Like she is, she cares and she has the values and we're really kind of working with her. Um, and she's five and a half, you know, and she, she's getting there. Um, my youngest is a different person to entirely. So like, it's really hard how you kind of have to do that, but it, it, it's crazy this like, what they have to go through like and, and it's hard it changes you know as a, as a dad like um and it's so hard to know what to you have your values and i have our values and i think one thing in this country we're failing is right now is values i think parents are not They're having great. these values and so like and you see that and then, then you're gonna have to teach your kids how to deal with kids that don't have those values and i think that's important too like you're gonna have to like there's so much you have to do and there's so little time because they just grow up too damn fast
0: Well, it's funny because we're talking about that. And remember, you and I were talking earlier this week about how that kid hit Cora at preschool. Yes. Well, I talked to the teacher about it. Apparently, it happened again. And Cora put the kid on his ass. (laughs) Good. So what I found out about my little girl was she's very nice and plays really well with all the kids until they start something with her. She's the one that finishes it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me really happy because look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't really want to talk about politics here. It's just not, you know, cause that's such a explosive topic, but Sticky. with the way this country is going, like, and, and just being a girl, dad, we can relate on this. Just seeing the way that women are treated. I, I, I tell my, my little girl, like to the best that I can make her understand, you have to stick up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You, there's going to be a point in your life where the only person that's going to be around to look out for you is you it's just, it's just the truth. You know what I mean? Like, so the fact that she sticks up for herself against the boy, although I will say this, she's pretty, she's pretty tall for a girl her age. Um, Cause there's a girl there at that preschool who I guess for whatever reason is a year older, but they didn't want to put her in kindergarten yet or cause of like the birthday or, you know, but she's like taller than the girl that's five. You know what I mean? So like, she's a, my wife and I are, relatively taller people i guess like we're slightly above average or whatever but that it just makes me happy that my little girl can take care of herself that's just a huge thing like i yeah. admittedly i never wanted to be a dad and then when i found out i was going to be a dad i didn't want to be a girl dad and now i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world to be honest with you like
1: so, okay so so uh, you open that door because i want i yeah. want to know because because me neither I didn't want not I did not want to be a dad. So you and me are in the same boat. I I didn't even want to get married. Like I, I was think, never I didn't think I'd be uh, a good dad. Yeah.
0: I didn't think I had it in me because of the way I was raised and I saw how my dad was towards me. I didn't want those the like my my father growing up, the thing that like geez, I hope my dad never listens to this. He won't. He doesn't even know what a podcast is, so it's fine. Like the thing that he made us be the most afraid of was liberalism and communism yeah and when he found out an actor or a celebrity was a liberal he instantly hated that person and that made me think like you know what the hell like because they have a different belief you're just gonna hate this person so that actually that was a good lesson from my father it taught me how to be more open like you know we can we can have differences in opinion and still get along like i don't have to agree with you on everything. And we're not going to agree on everything. You know what I mean? Like if you have your neighbor that let's say, you know, you're a straight guy and your neighbor is a gay guy, I'm not gay, but I could still like you and be your neighbor and we could still coexist in the same space. Right. I I feel like that this country has lost a lot of that, a lot of that. And we need to get back to that, man. Like, you know, what? like, okay, we don't agree on something like just let's work together. Let's be a little bipartisan here. We don't do that. But yeah, but going back to we were talking about about being a dad, I didn't want to be a dad because I didn't think I'd be a good father. Yeah, so I'm glad that I had a child with the woman that I did have a child with, though, because if it would, some of the other girls I've dated were fucking traitor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and it and and yeah, to me, to my to point here too with me is like I was the same about you. I didn't want to be a dad because I didn't have one, and so like part of me was like, man. And I I, I never would leave them I never would do that like he did with me But I was always worried like I didn't know what to do You know like like, people never talk about this That first night You take your kid home from the hospital It's fucking terrifying Like because it's like oh here's the thing Don't kill it We're not going to really tell you how to do this but here it is taxes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like we know what to do, but we're not going to tell you. You got to figure it out.
1: Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Make sure you click every box. We're going to come get you like, and, and my, my first was very hard. Like my first, um, both my kids were preemie, but my first one, um, she came, she was premature, but her stomach was really messed up, dude. She threw up every single meal for eight months. Oh my God. Every single meal. And she, and my, and in my, my wife, you know, God bless her. She like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't breastfeed. So we had the bottle feeder. Well, we didn't know this. So like, you know, everything, like those first few days and like you're, and so for me, like, even then I was like, oh, this is real now. Like, and you, and you're just like, how is this going? And, and, uh, and for me, like not wanting to have kids, part of that nervousness was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live up to expectations. And, and I know how important a job this is. I think some people have kids sometimes. And they don't understand, like, it's not about you anymore until you die. No more. Like, even, even nope. when they're 18, 19, 20, like, it's not about you anymore. Every decision you make now, you have to take into account someone else's feelings if you do it right. And, in and, and they're alive. Like you have to do that now. Like you have to, you, you are no longer like yourself. Like you can't just leave. You, you can't just split up with your wife. Now you can, like, you can have that stuff and that happens. Um, but you can't just, okay. And it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't change things. Like now with kids, like it, it, it adds a whole nother thing in there. And, and I tell my high school kids this all the time. I teach psych um, also. So like we do child development. I say, hey, guys, like it is such a monumental thing to have a child. It is not a just, oh, let's have babies and put them on Instagram. This shit is real. Like that that this is like every decision you make. And and it's such a big undertaking. Like, like when I first I was like, oh now, nah, man, I'm good. I'm just gonna just I'm gonna coach and just hang out and do this shit. And like I don't need kids. And and now that I have them, I couldn't live my life without them. Like I love them. No, but it's still hard. Like it is not easy to be a good parent. Like and and you have you ever seen, like, I don't know if you've seen that, like the the like the memes and stuff or like the dads like oh fuck your kids and like we can laugh at that because you will you will be like fuck you sometimes because we are there all the time like we're always there if you're not there you're not allowed like if you're not a parent you're not allowed to say this but like if you're there all the time my, my kids do some shit where i'm like what did you just do or what did you just say or like they and i'm just like man F you sometimes, right? Because they're just like rude and you're just like, that's not you. And um, they don't
0: know. That's the thing. And it's like, I hate getting mad, but they don't know. But, but and you know, I hate getting mad at her. She doesn't know because I didn't teach her yet. But you're right. I remember the day we brought her home from the hospital. First of all, of course, she has to come home in the middle of an ice storm in Eastern Pennsylvania. Yet another reason I didn't want to have a January baby because her birthday is January 28th, mine's January 30th. I remember having so many birthday parties canceled because of weather. Yeah. And of course that happened to her two years ago, but whatever, bring her home, driving home 15 miles an hour, four ways on <laughs> windows, all fogged up. She didn't, she slept the whole time. We get her home, leave her in her car seat. Cause you know, we don't want to disturb her, put her on the recliner. We're just, we're sitting on the couch staring at her and then she wakes up and we're like, what, what, what do we, what do we do? Yeah. Jenna's like, where's the nurse? I'm like, well, they're they're back at the hospital. <laughs> you know, and talking about things that they do, like we we eat in our kitchen. Our kitchen's pretty big, so we just put the table in there, because um, our di- we well, used to be our dining room is now Corey's playroom. Of course, if I bought my wife a bigger house, we'd have a playroom. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, keep in mind, this is the house she wanted. <laughs> um, so she likes to stand on the chair, and she likes to tip back. I'm like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. (laughs) I felt so bad. She fell over and smacked her head on the floor, but she just looked at me. So I know she wasn't really hurt. And I looked at her and I'm like, well, that was pretty stupid. What'd you learn? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, I sound like my father. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetie. Are you okay? What did I tell you? And you know what people don't realize too is like parenting boys and girls is completely different because I see my buddy Mark. He has three kids. He has two girls and a boy. And with the girls, it's very soft. It's very sensitive. You can't really raise your voice a lot. And with a boy, he just grabs him and goes, uh-uh, not again. And then Weston's just like, okay, sorry, dad. You got, he's like, yeah. I got to be more firm with him. And it's like with girls, it's a whole thing. And then one of the things I have written down is when your kid hates you for no fucking reason. Like, that's. Cora is going through this phase right now where she, I told her the other day, I'm like, Cora, I love you more than anything. And she says, I just love mommy. I'm like, well, that was when I knew I was a parent though. When I looked at my child one day, she was in a little bouncer and I was like, I love her more than anything. She will never love me as much as I love her. And that's okay. I was fine with that. Just 100% fine with that. Like, you know what? But I want to make sure that, you know, going back, to remember what I said, like, if you don't want to work, start an OnlyFans. Like, I don't want my mm-hmm. daughter to have to ever resort to doing an OnlyFans or shit like that. And there's things that you got to think about as a dad. I'll, t- I'll tell her when she gets older, like, listen, if you ever hard up for money, no judgment. Everybody's been through it. Come to me before you make any poor decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't ca- I will do whatever I have to do to make sure you're okay. And, and, you know, these are things you have to think about when you have a girl.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you really I do. I struggle with like, yeah. To your point too. Like, I really struggle sometimes. Like, I as a teacher, I think the number one thing that that parents do wrong is they are friends with their kids, because yep. you big time. Can't be, you can't be friends with them, and I'm not saying you can't like have fun with them. So like, there's a very, very, very fine line between being friendly and being, having fun, but also being that presence of like, here. So like, and this is the other thing too. Like I firmly believe that like, just because you're someone's parent though, doesn't mean necessarily that they have to respect you either. Like there, you have to give them that, like, Hey, you respect me for the things I do, but I'm also not going to just assume you respect me because I'm I'm very different in that mindset. Like I want, my girls are going to respect me by me being the value guy and teaching them values and stuff like that. Like through actions, like they didn't ask to be bored. We had them. It's our responsibility now to get them there and do these things. Like it, they didn't ask to be here. Like we, we put them here. So let's let's teach sure. them those types of things. But I do think that like, yeah, like my daughters, I want them to, to your point. Like my kids go through these stages too. They love mommy more a lot because mommy's home more. I'm at work and I am, I'm gone more. And for every hour I'm gone, they're with their mom more. They're, they're going to be consistently with their mom more probably their entire lives. And that's just the sacrifice we make. That's the sacrifice we make as dads at work. Like, that's it. just, look, I do I too.
0: So I want to be with her all the time.
1: Yeah. And, but we can't like, and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, and because we can't, because like, especially for me, like I, I'm the single income. So my wife and, and I wouldn't want her job. Her job is amazing. She has to be a stay at home mom, which is the, one of the hardest jobs in the world. Like it's tough. Like, and so I'll like, take uh,
0: I hate yeah, my job I mean, so much. I'll be a stay I'll I'll wear a dress if I could
1: stay at home all day. I don't give a shit, dude. I mean, I, I wouldn't yeah, it is what it is. Like it's a whole nother thing. Like I wouldn't mind if, if she could if she could find a job that made what I did with the insurance, I would be oh, yeah, whatever, baby. I'll take it. Like, um, but it's just it's just what we do. Like my my kids go through stages too. Like my my oldest is is in a dad's stage right now. My youngest she doesn't like either one of us sometimes like my youngest has a whole different personality like um she like she, she my wife was gone for like a week because her her uh her grandpa was in the hospital and, and like she didn't ask about my wife one time not once my oldest was crying every night like when mommy coming home and i would be really? like hey
0: that's amazing yeah. like if jenna walks downstairs jenna's my wife core is my daughter for everyone who hasn't picked up on that yet um it's where's where's mommy when's mommy coming back i want mommy yeah. and i'm like She's getting your clothes out of the dryer, like she said she'd be right back. We're cleaning your aquarium, like oh, I'm just gonna go get mommy. I'm like, yeah, really, <laughs> like you can't I'm like, I didn't want the fucking aquarium <laughs> <I'm cleaning. laughs> you just can you just stand here and learn something? you know what I mean but yeah it it's tough, man, like and I get, it's for me, like you know, you said you're the single income guy, my wife makes more than I do, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, we'll keep going. And then if you make just a little bit more, we can get by on that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I mean, and the thing is, she's like, she actually laid out this plan. She's like, if I do, if I leave my job and she loves her job, so I wouldn't ask her to do this. And she went into private practice. She could make over a hundred thousand dollars a year and she could, she's like, you can, you know, go back to school. And I'm like, I can't ask you to do that because then she'd be working till like eight o'clock every night. She yeah. would get burned out. And like, it's not fair to her, you know, but I love the fact that I have a supportive spouse like that. You know, because the other women that I've dated in the past, they'd be like, well, I don't care. You go to work. Yeah. We do.
1: So, and i think that matters like like in my, in my life like my wife's great like she she's dude she lets me do fantasy football content like and she doesn't bitch at all and like, you're she doing doesn't... this right
0: now at what is eight o'clock your time yeah on a friday night like you should be technically with your wife right now
1: yeah and we're gonna watch you know a movie I mean? after this and stuff but like we I, I i i think like you and this i always go back to like my buddy so i have a quick story about this so like um my youngest was born premature about a month. Um, she was really small. Like it was one of those things like, I and mean, she was in the NICU for like five or six days. And so we were driving back and forth. We, she was born in LA. So it was during Christmas. She got born on December 26th. Um, well, that year me and my friend got tickets to the national championship game because Clemson played Alabama at Levi stadium in San Francisco or okay. you know, Santa Clara. Can well, you they give were
0: me some, like context to how close are you to
1: this stuff? Because okay so
0: so i don't know how far apart this stuff is
1: (laughs) so la so la from where i live in by fresno is four hours so like we were driving i was driving back and forth like because i was coaching at the time too i was still coaching basketball so like i was in la my daughter was born she was in the NICU. i had to come back and coach so i came back and would coach a game and then drive back to la coach a game because i had no assistant coach so i was going back and forth
0: there's no by you by chance
1: there is but they did she was so small they didn't want to transfer her so she was in la so that's where she was staying um so like my wife never complained she's like yeah go have hey go coach i slept here at my house and then i would go after i coach i go back home or back to la and i drive and then we brought her back um and i remember the national championship game was coming up and you know how big of a national championship game is awesome like and not you we usually people like us can't go because I mean, usually tickets are like eighteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars. I I can't I can't just throw that down there. This game is only two hundred bucks because no one is going to the championship game in Santa Clara because it's California. They don't go to they don't go to they don't go to college football championships against Clemson and Alabama. Like they don't do that. Well, I knew I had tickets and but our second daughter just got born. That was she was in the NICU. She's out now, she's at home now. And my buddies are like, You're not gonna be able to go. And I'm like, Well, why wouldn't I be able to go? And she and, and they were like, Your wife's not gonna let you. And I'm like, guys, I married my wife knowing who she was. And she married me knowing me who I was. Like, I'm gonna be able to go because my wife's not crazy. Like, my wife knows that like this is a once in a lifetime type of thing. So I went and asked her. I said, Hey, listen, national championship game is tomorrow. But I didn't say I was gonna go. I said, Hey, if you don't want me to go, I'm totally okay with not going. I can give my ticket to somebody, I could sell it, whatever. And she's like, No, why wouldn't you go? Like, that's a great thing. Go have some of your friends. Like I've had a kid before, you're fine. Go have fun. Totally just like, and it, my, my, my it friends, first, it was your first, um, probably not. I'm going to be you honest with you. It? Like, no, I, because she, she, she's very just, Hey, I get it. I know who you are. I know like you work really hard for us. You do all this stuff. Like go have fun. Like, and, and there's not, but I also know the boundary like you do. Like there's, I know what I can do with things and what I can't. Um, yeah. but she just let me go. And my friends were like flabbergasted, dude. They couldn't leave be fucking believe it. And I'm like, guys, like. I married her for a reason. Like, this is why you gotta be very careful. You gotta know who you're marrying. Like, you need to know like, Hey, it's okay. Like it, it, I wouldn't marry a woman that would be like, Hey, you can't go to that. Like, you're going to do this and this and this, like, no, this is who I am. And you know, for better or worse, I'm a, I'm a, this, I'm a football fan. I love football. I love doing these things with my friends and doing this stuff. Um, and, and then like but it was only a day like i she i was back within a day i was not like going a week on a trip like i went that morning i came back that night so it wasn't even like i was gone like i was just gone for that day or whatever um like going to work almost almost and then you come yeah. back you know and and she was totally cool but to my point like you have to pick the right person you have to know who you're having a kid with obviously like in in terms of like the value, like, you know, know what your values are and just communicate, communicate is the biggest thing is like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Like, cause I have buddies. I don't know if you have buddies like this. I have buddies that legit, like, Hey, can we go golfing in six months? And I'm like, what the f- in six months? I don't know what the hell I'm doing in six months. He's like, well, I have yeah. to put it on our schedule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I got my
0: buddy Mark, who I mentioned to you before, he has three kids. So, um, hanging out with him is terrible because they have something going on with so many activities. His only free night is Friday night. But you know, back to talking about what you're saying with you have to know who you're marrying. After I got out of my I was in a five year relationship before. Mm-hmm. Um and I had then I had like a fling between when I met that girl and um my wife. And the fling taught me a lot about how I should, you know, live my life. She was older. She was nine years older than me. Um, we had some fun. Anyway, um, I made a conscious decision like the the woman I marry is not going to be like the long-term relationship. She needs to be independent. She needs to be able to stand on her feet. She needs to have a career. Um, and now my wife wasn't at that point yet. She was yeah. just finishing college. I also met her when I was in my mid-20s. So, you know, this was a while ago now. We've been together a long time. Um, but she was just finishing college. She just applied to go get her master's degree. So she was on her way. You know what I mean? And, and that that was one thing. And one thing I want to talk about, too, is, you know, the whole your wife won't let you thing. Guys, you only live your life like that if you let that happen. Yeah, There is no wife won't let you. We have already, my wife and I both agree, like, we don't do the, my husband said, no, my wife won't let me. We don't do that shit. We are equal partners in our relationship, and we are equal partners in parenting. And that's that's how we live it, man. Be, yeah. You know, we discuss things, and when I say like I have to check with my wife about something, it's not because I'm asking permission. It's because I genuinely just have no clue what the fuck's going on.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> every <laughs> like, time I, I really don't know. Like, what are we doing? I, my wife has already told me a thousand times what we're doing this weekend, and I guarantee when I wake up tomorrow, I have no clue what we're doing. That's yeah. why I say things like I need to check with my wife because I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. That's
1: know. A, yeah, or, or I do kind of know, but I also want to be like, hmm, like, if I don't necessarily want to go to this, I'll be like, yeah, I messed up, boys. I'm like, I, I I had this. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, we we have, dude, we have a Google calendar where she puts everything in. We have a whiteboard on our kitchen wall, and I still forget shit. I just don't, like, it's just, you it's know- a. Hey, everybody. Really
0: appreciate you coming out for the first episode of What the Father Ha well been a long night what the fatherhood aka wtf that's what we're gonna call it so had to cut it off there but in two weeks we're gonna have another episode for you guys so again we appreciate everyone tuning in all two or three of you maybe i'm going to assume till next time everybody we'll see you soon